Hi, welcome to the fifth episode of the Randomonium Podcast. In this episode, me and some classmates are going to be discussing adaptations. So without any further ado, here's that discussion. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> and uh, we're doing a second co-hosted podcast episode. Of course, I'm with Alex and Matthew. Random podcast. And of course, I'm Noah Louie and I host The Sport and Everything. Uh, today is kind of a follow-up episode from our last... So we're going to be looking through what makes a good adaptation, maybe not so good ad- adaptation, and we'll throw a few examples in there as well. You know what's a really bad adaptation? What? Birds. Aren't they like from dinosaurs or something? <laughs> We went from a dinosaur to a crow. <laughs> I think it's evolution. That's like backwards cool. Back, backwards evolution. It would have been cool if like a crow turned into a, like a velociraptor, not like this like velociraptor and now it's a crow that eats like... Maybe maybe in the future they just... No, but I don't know if that's like exactly... I just... Aren't birds like descendants of dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, like a chicken. Reptiles. Like a chick- oh, also like you know, alligators. Yeah. But like chickens, like yeah. maybe in the future, like, maybe like a million I'm years, just, maybe a million years in the future, chickens start start getting a little bit bigger every single time. Or are they just gonna continue to get worse? Like in a few years, they could, they could just be like a drumstick in a few years. Like, crows, just, crows aren't even gonna be like, like black fur, like kind of cool looking. They'll just be like, they'll be like neon green. Yeah. And they stick out just like everywhere. They, no, no, they. Uh, they'll use them to direct planes at the airport. <laughs> They'll put some like breadcrumbs at the end of like the, the crows will just the fly and direct the plane right yeah. I think that would be a terrible adaptation. Oh. Okay. All right. How how has how do you think your last episode went? Based on uh, there's some changes I still have not made. Yeah. Same. You didn't you didn't include us. You said yeah. It's like it's my podcast and I said all these things in different I, I, I voices. Think, what, what happened? What happened to us? What yeah, happened? Matthew. We're like, your friends. You're still in the podcast. I just didn't introduce. You. Yeah. Well, so if you didn't introduce us, they, yeah, they could head. just assume that it's you doing Im- imitations of random exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. They what, could be, what was that podcast we were talking about with multi 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 personality podcast? Yeah, that could yeah, be you. Yeah. That could be you right now. If you yeah. haven't introduced us, they could be listening to us and being like, "Oh, wow, this guy's got a lot of personalities." I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm Matthew's personality. I'll of fix it. Self ego. I'll fix it. I'll fix. Do they even know it's a co-hosted podcast? Yeah, I said that. I okay. said I'm co-hosted with himself, though. Yeah. Yeah, I said, <laughs> "Hi guys, today I'm gonna be talking to myself." Personally, I think that our last discussion went really, really well. Yeah. Uh, though overall, uh, going to this next podcast, I think we have a bit more time, so we can put a bit more uh, effort into editing and things like that, so we could, should be able to make a more solid podcast. Yeah. Uh, we got a pretty day on Monday, so we can just grind yeah. the entire day. And so let's start off with uh, what is an adaptation or what isn't. That's kind of the main discussion of this podcast. Okay, so the definition of an adaptation is um, basically like a movie or any sort of like TV show, something created for you to see with your eyes, I guess. Yeah. I think you could. Sure. And listen to. Yeah, sure. Okay, some sort of thing like, yeah, to watch on TV. To watch on TV. It's just like converting that. one thing. Yeah. Converting to, like, something from, like, from one format well, to another. It could format. be anything as long as it it's better suited for the audience. So say mm-hmm. you have an audience of people or a generation who love to read, and there's this really good movie. You could adapt that into a book. Yeah, so it better suits nerds. Yeah. So it's basically just you have from glasses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the most popular adaptation is usually like a book from like a, to like a movie. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes true. it can be like or a, book a video to a game TV to a movie. Or... Except those aren't popular; they just suck. Well, I guess in, I guess in modern <laughs> they're just modern bad. age, it would all be into an you know, elect- electronic yeah. film and things like that because that's what yeah. interests us. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to see I don't know card game to card yeah. card game to movie. Yeah, and um, I also did a little bit of research on like the reason why people do adaptations. And um, 
one of the videos I listened to, it was talking about and said that a book is a book and a film is a film. So each one can involve different things mm -hmm. and um, like that the other version couldn't have possibly, like a character or an event that happens. So it just, it's like a different perspective really on the story. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, as long as it's well, like a you, good adaptation. You can do like, like different things. You can do things with a movie that you can do in a book, and yeah. you can do things. With well, a yeah, book kind of. Uh, uh, well, of course, a book can't really. You can, of course, you can visualize the author's like insane. Yeah. But like a movie, just psh, right there. I think the main thing to think about when making an adaptation is kind of why they made the adaptation. Like, what's the purpose of well, it? Well, sometimes it's for money, like we saw in that video we watched. Uh, the Dan What was it called? Downhill or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Downhill. Downhill. Link in the podcast a, to watch the yeah, video. Yeah, to watch the video. Very good video by Karsten Rundquist. Uh, but it, it was basically a movie, and it, they didn't, it didn't really look like they cared about the source material. It looked like they just wanted to make a movie, which was yeah. interesting because I heard it was an indie film too. So it's hmm. it's odd to see. That, well, I'm actually I'm gonna double check if it was an indie film because I heard somewhere that it was. The Down overall the overall Hill. message of that video was just what they did wrong in the adaptation of what was the original movie called? Uh, Force Majeure. Force Majeure, and they made the movie called Downhill and kind of messed it up. Yeah. Messed it up quite a bit. So it was just taking a look at why that adaptation didn't work out the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, another reason why they a lot of people try to make adaptations is because it can get people to be more interested in reading the book version of it. Mm. So like they see another money. Thing. I know. Uh, I know a good one um, for foreign films, so they can have a bigger audience. Like for like yeah. the That's classic true. Japanese like horrors. Yeah. Like uh, like Ringu. Yeah. I think it was. Here, I, I, have, I have them I think it's statistically, in it the USA, like, uh, Americans don't like watching shows that don't have Americans in it. So if it's yeah, like, 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 for example, the Japanese horror, if they were to adapt that with American actors, I think that would be more popular in the yeah, US. Cause well, I, think I mean, statistically when they brought, because there, there was a whole wave of like Japanese films being, like the rights of them being bought and produced into American, like The Grudge, which I think was called Juwan. Mm. Like, I have, no, I have no idea. Owen, uh, <laughs> can you Google that? <laughs> this is a research session at this point. I know, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just curious because, um, so they would like bring them from Japan and convert them. J U A N. No, it's J U O N. It's not Japanese. That'd be Japanese. Sure. Yeah, I think it's Japanese. It looks like it. Sorry, Matthew. My apologies. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> It just didn't sound. Then yeah, the, it's Japanese. Yeah, mm, whack. But I think it's. I think it's the Grudge. I think that's what it's called in America. Everything's kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. Like, really on the Grudge. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, I know. So gotta it get was, this. So they like. I had like five hours of sleep, so I'm kind of like. Alex is five not gonna hours be in this of podcast. sleep. I had like eight hours of sleep, so. Anyway, Adapt anyway, I just, I just, so they like convert it so there can be more audience. But um, another big thing with the Japanese horrors is I think maybe the first few were because they like, liked the movie and wanted more of an audience. And then they performed so well that studios were like, I will buy anything Japanese As, so I, I can I make see, money. If I see Japanese if, characters, if I will buy it. Japanese, I'm buying this. It's, I'm buying this mine. and I'm, I'm making an American. I'm, I'm looking at you, window. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I think um, we've talked about some good adaptations, things that make it successful. Maybe we'll talk about some ones that 
aren't so successful. Uh, I think one thing that a director has to consider when making an adaptation of a, is, of course, uh, not getting too attached to the story. Yeah. Um, I think someone who didn't get too attached to the story was someone who made the Harry Potter movies. They kind of went, Psh, story? What, what book? I'll just do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> what? What did they the, just... The Harry Potter movies. They just kind of like... Did they... they just like I never read the books. It wasn't apart. that different. I, I mean, I've read the books, but I, I never watched the movies. Oh, I did. Well, I've seen like the first movie, but I was like, I'm going to finish the books before I watch the movies, and then I never finished the books. I definitely... I have them all, though. I have like all of them. I have like all of the original ones, and then I have The Cursed Child, and then I have the screenplay. Fantastic Beasts. That's that's great and all, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like I definitely noticed some parts that are just like, yeah, who cares? Let's just replace it with something else. Maybe yeah. that wasn't. They probably made the movie too long if they put every little detail yeah. in, but it definitely threw off the audience. I found. Also, but in some like in some of the later Harry Potter movies, I know I was watching a video about it. They added some details that were pretty clever. Oh, okay. I haven't. I haven't yeah. didn't notice them, of course. Not that. Brand. Well, they were like they're small details. <laughs> Harry Potter's wand is exactly two centimeters bigger than the book they mentioned. What, did they say it exactly? No, no, but I'm Principal just saying. Principal the wand is exactly five inches what and two centimeters, <laughs> but in the movie it was five inches, four centimeters. Why, why, why? Don't why? judge it. <laughs> I'm not judging it. And so one aspect, one key to making a good adaptation, I guess, um, is understanding the theme and make sure it your story and your movie, yeah. whatever you're making, supports the theme. So I think, like, in Harry Potter, they did a pretty good job at that. Like, they, they still yeah. kept to the theme. They just added some stuff, so it wasn't the exact same as the book. Yeah, like, uh, another good thing is, like, good ap- adaptations always um, build upon the work, and they don't just copy it. Yeah. Now, that's for, in my opinion, more movie adaptations, because, mm-hmm. I mean, with movies, if you just convert it into just an exact copy that doesn't really make sense but for books I mean since it's text you know it's fine if you do an exact copy because that's why people want to they want to see what they read but like for movies if it was in another language or just a completely like different like it took a movie and made it into like we'll we'll go to it in a second with the Romeo and Juliet movies yeah but um, yeah so you want to like you want to build on it because like if you're just going to completely copy like say like a Japanese or a foreign film whatever you might as well just dub it instead. Yeah. You know? All right. So we've gone through good examples, few bad ones. Let's now head into a bit of Shakespeare. Good old Shakespeare. We'll talk about shaky wakey. <laughs> a little bit of Shakespeare. Uh, we'll Shakespeare. <laughs> God, bit bit past the line, you know, Matthew. All right. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, there's two movies. One one was made what 1968. One was 19 yeah, 1996 something like that. So there's definitely a huge gap in between those movies, and it's pretty evident. Although, uh, wasn't there one in between those, I thought? No? Was there? Was there? I was trying to research today. Probably not, but... Well, I definitely... just seems like a long yeah. time with that one. Okay. Uh, we've gone through adaptations that are not so well made, and also some that are very well made. But now we're going to go into our own individual topics. In my, in my own podcast, of course, I talk about sports and some adaptations that have happened in sports so far. Personally for me, were a lot to do with COVID-19. I've had to adapt my whole game, my whole training schedule, just to fit the safety regulations and rules which I've thought quite interesting. Um, new rules have been added, but also some have been taken away. I know definitely that my game has changed and that it probably will be changed for about 
a year and a half. So it's definitely interesting and a bit disappointing for me to... to... It's a loud door. I have something to say. Um, I don't play field hockey, but I do play soccer. And my team, or just the whole soccer community, went through a, some pretty similar things. Like we always had to wear masks um, and sanitize our hands. We couldn't touch the ball with our hands anymore. So we had to, we couldn't do throw-ins anymore. We had to kick mm, the ball. Yeah, that was a pain. Um, yeah, I don't like that. Another thing, because uh, I play a lot of video games. Now you may think they're digital, so they're not affected, but esports have actually been really affected by COVID. Uh -huh. uh, they had to move all their tournaments online, and so tons of tournaments were canceled. And weren't esports already online? Am I wrong? No, no. They're, they're tournaments are LAN, so like they're all in one place. Ah, I see. Interesting. Bye, Tom. No, I'm waiting for Matthew. Oh, I'm gonna go to Starbucks. Alright, Alex, I'll talk about your topic and we'll wrap this up. The other definition for adaptation is adapting to things and we're like adapting to a new environment. So when it comes to teenagers, which happens to be my topic. You're a teenager. Um, you know, he's a minor. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking look at one more time. Okay, 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 cut back in. So that happens to be my topic. And um, so teenagers, they go through the adaptation many, from many going adaptions. to elementary school to Puberty. high school oh. which is that's probably the biggest adaptation elementary school especially for it is us definitely not we, the biggest we we had we adapted Puberty, man we adapted from is going from elementary biggest? school to like the highest like plp program which is about the most advanced you can go from, from yeah. elementary to I, high school i i have to disagree what what is the most advanced change from elementary? Puberty. No, no. Okay, we're okay, talking well about school. We're yeah. talking about school now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then well, that right. Puberty can. Is, there. is there a program more advanced than PLP that you know of that would make it tougher for you? Yes. No. Maybe. A program harder than Navy training, Navy SEALs. Okay. No. Okay. We're not talking about. Going, going back. We're not talking about the war anymore, Matt. Going going back to the point. Um, Elementary school to high school is a definite change for all of us here as we join all the into the PLP program, which gave us much tougher work and a lot. We had to be more committed to, uh, you know, being part of this program. So it was yeah. definitely a big adaptation for us. Hmm. And um, just also going from, like, being the oldest of the school that like we're like all, yeah. I guess we just, we all thought we were like really. Cool, I guess. We were cool. I am um, cool. I am the coolest. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Um, Thomas. And then, stop, stop and then in grade eight, we were all the youngest, and we were like the babies of the school again. And you can see it now, like when you see the grade eights wandering around now. They're think, small. They're, they're so small. Like, you could like some throw of them are them. taller than me, but okay. Well, some of them are some of them are pretty. Yeah, small. but you could like throw them like there, like mm. a child, yeah. like a javelin. What? Well, it definitely makes you realize little... the big shift between you know elementary and high school that we all went through and it kind of yeah. gives you a better sense of growing right yep as a person and i mean like pu puberty like matthew said can also go into the mix um, i still think that's uh, other than school stuff because obviously like you get in math starts getting harder english hours get longer harder. you're at yeah. school you're cycling through four classes a day well i mean two now it's kind of you funny. have to you have what to make videos and well in our program and blog posts and a podcast two yeah. years you're making a freaking 10 episode podcast two years well first year grade eight no. we didn't make a podcast in grade no eight. two years after grade eight we're in grade 10 now two oh two years eight sorry plus i thought two you equals said 10 i thought we you are in grade 10 sorry i thought you said 
for two years, you may I, I misheard no, no, that no, no. so hard. It's okay. Well, the point is that we've had to go through a lot of adaption in order to survive in this program in a way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because it took a lot of just getting used to um, writing podcast, writing uh, yeah. blog posts all the time, making learn how to make podcasts, videos. Well, uh, and we even went out even farther than that by doing exhibitions. We'd show our work. Yeah. Uh, usually high school, you don't Those put on a whole exhibition. Those uh, were hard. Oh, yeah, scary. exhibitions were, were kind of scary. Like you, fun. although they were fun. After. You have to put your yeah. whole work on display for everyone to see. It's work. Your work isn't a private thing in this program, which yeah. makes it a tough adaption at first. But you, I guess, you get used to it. Yeah, and we can we can also talk about just normal um, teenagers like that are even in the program, like mm. that go through all those it changes. Still, from it still gets a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, it gets a lot. It gets a lot harder. It's like more expected of you, and your grades yeah. start to matter. Because if we're being honest, grades in elementary school didn't matter. No. Yeah, I mean, if you like, they kind of did because it showed that you were learning this stuff. But like, if you bombed all of your tests in elementary, your spelling school, tests. I bombed all my spelling tests. Can they put that in your permanent record? No, th- it, like it doesn't matter. As long as you like still learn what you need to learn, yeah. it's fine. Well, it shows in high school when you get real grades based on how well you're educated in your grade. Yeah. Um, yes, but yeah. Okay, now we can go. We can conclusion do the conclusion. Conclusion time. Yeah. In conclusion, we've talked a lot about adaptation and um, how we can plan out because our overall project is to create a successful adaptation of Romeo and Juliet to fit a modern audience. And we've gone through that already, talking about definitions and how you need to consider when making an adaptation. Why are you making this? Like, is it is it to fit the audience or just to make money? Because uh, making money is great and all, but unless it actually fits your audience, you're not creating anything new. You're just creating something different. Yeah. Um, we learned that we definitely can't get too attached to the story. And we're or gonna the dialogue. Ha- yeah, or anything. And mm-hmm. we're going to have to apply that later on in our project. And I think now that we know these adaptation skills and what it's really about, we can then go and apply that to our, I guess, our project in the future, which is great. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Randomonium Podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe so you can catch my next episode as soon as it comes out.